Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN, a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner or someone just looking to find success in their life. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankhurst, alongside my dear friend, Ron Greenbaum. And, you know, we usually have a special guest on the show to talk about their successes, their failures, how they've made it in the business. But as, as many of you know, and it's not really news to anyone who's been listening or is familiar with, you know, Ron himself, but Ron's a pretty cool guy. And every once in a while, we kind of want to shine the light on Ron himself. You know, he, he likes to self-proclaim himself as the pretty face of the podcast, but there's a bit more substance there, don't you think, Ron? <laughs> I'm not sure about that, Adam. I think <laughs> I've got to go with the pretty face. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an easy thing to to do, but you've done some pretty cool stuff in your life, Ron. And um, you know, I think our first episode we kind of introduced the world a bit to you a little bit more. But you know, as as we kind of come into the Thanksgiving holiday and everything happening, we thought it'd be a good time to to, to focus on you and specifically, you know, you're an expert in the field of marketing, and you've obviously started your own marketing company. You've helped build the Basement Doctor brand, and I mean, you are the Basement Doctor, so. We kind of wanted to give people some insight into that journey and kind of, you know, how it started and how you ended up starting your own marketing company. Yeah, that's a, that's a actually pretty interesting how that uh, works. You know, Greenbaum Steyer's used to be called Genesis Marketing, and uh, it's I think it's about three, three years old now, uh, almost four years old, and uh, it's grown to uh, almost 30 uh team members. And I have a great partner in Mike Steyers, who was the president of the company. And uh, it's, uh, again, it's it's been an interesting ride. And uh, we're, uh, because of, you know, the COVID uh, situation, it's, it's really, everybody's been remote, and there's been some challenges, but uh, it's really, uh, really exciting how that company is growing. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of want to just go back a little bit. So how did the idea of starting your own marketing company be like begin? Because I know, like I said, you've, you've done such a great job with the basement doctor brand and stuff, but what was kind of that, that tipping point where you're like, you know what, I think we need something more. Well, you know, what was interesting is over the years, um, really starting, you know, 25 years ago, People used to come up to me and ask me, who does your commercials? Who does, who, you know, are you, do you do them out of New York? Do you do them, you know, at a major uh, video production studio? And even back then, we were doing them in-house. I had a gentleman named Rob Baca who's gone on to Los Angeles. And, you know, it's an interesting story because that kind of got me started in the in the video uh, world, or, or I should say on television, I think that's really what grew the brand. But uh, Rod had some really strong ideas of uh, how to do our uh, commercial work. And, uh, you know, he came, he, you know, my wife, uh, Terry, came to me one day and said, honey, my um, uh, hairdresser's husband wants to talk to you about a job. And I said, okay, sure, you know, we'll, we'll talk. And I thought he wanted a job in our sales department. So I, I sat down with Rob and I started talking to him and and halfway through the conversation, or not even halfway, I said, wait a minute, what what is what are we talking about here? He said, you know, your video work, your commercials. I uh, just graduated from uh, school and uh, 
I have a reel I can show you. And I said, oh, well, yeah, I'll talk to you about it. I wasn't really all that interested. But then he showed me what he did and his projects. And uh, he was a very talented guy. So we got to the nitty gritty. And I said, well, what's it going to take you know, to do this? He said, well, I don't really have any equipment or the right equipment. So uh, we agreed that uh, he would uh, trade for doing our first commercials for uh, – the equipment. And um, that's really what got us on the road of, of creating uh, the Basement Doctor brand the way it is and how we we have a formula for doing the commercials. But, you know, again, that's what uh, got people to start contacting me again, because we were so visible. Yeah. And what, what exactly did he bring to the table? Like, what was what was his kind of philosophy that kind of was different from what you guys were doing before Rob Baca, I guess. Well, he created trust in his, he said, you got to do it. What's called a trust wrap. And then he came up with what a drum beat looked like for the company. A drum beat is like our drum beat is a drier, cleaner, healthier, safer, more energy efficient home. Back then it was, if you're interested in a dry basement, call me now. You know, we came up with the call me now he just was really good at coming up with phrases and calls to action. And he was a fantastic editor. So, you know, he went on to, he worked for, um, at, at one point, I think we probably had 50, literally 50 commercials that we had done. And he asked me if it was okay, uh, you know, to start doing some other freelance work and things like that. And I didn't want to hold him back. So I said, that's fine. And he started doing uh, the Riker commercials for Fred when Fred was still in town and did a lot of that. And uh, and then uh, he came back to work for us for a while because we needed some new st- uh, We started picking up new products and things like that. But um, he was very, very talented. And um, that, again, he, he helped me understand what we wanted to accomplish. And then how did, how did it evolve from then? Cause obviously you said he kind of moved on from there, but like what, uh, did, did well, you find the success really be in TV or did you guys kind of adapt and grow into it a little bit more? What was, how did it well, evolve after that? Is, again, we certainly grew the brand on TV and even radio, you know, still today I'll be standing in a line somewhere and uh, somebody will have their back turned towards me and all of a sudden turn around and say, Hey, you're the basement doctor and hadn't really seen me. And I said, well, yeah, he said, your voice is so distinct. And I never realized or thought that my voice was distinctive, but I guess it is. And uh, so um, we, uh, you know, radio and TV has been it. But, you know, I've always believed in an integrated marketing program. And, uh, you know, I had a marketing director, Pat Clements, for many, many years. And she and it was when we were doing traditional marketing and. At one point, we had probably 50 or 60 sources that we, people used to say, I see you everywhere because we were very good at negotiating and figuring out where to spend the money. And uh, that's what a lot of companies don't do. They they may buy a schedule on television, but then they don't do a good commercial, for instance, or they buy the wrong time. I think that's what we've always been good at is figuring it out as to where to spend our money. And we went from initially in the home improvement industry, uh, you can spend 10 to 15% pretty easily of, of your volume. And at one point, 
I think one year we spent about 20% early on. And that t- that goes right off the bottom line. But we learned from that. And, you know, that's, you know, that's heavy lifting uh, is what we call it. And you got to do some heavy lifting when you're growing your company or your brand. And that, that's why I decided uh, that I thought that uh, between my, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit maybe uh, in the next segment about how we switch from that, you know, traditional marketing maybe to uh, digital, because that's really what, uh, why I created this company or, or helped create this company. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's a great thing. And I'm definitely excited to dive into that because that's what's so, I think, interesting and fascinating about marketing. I'm sure you know this better than anybody, but how constantly it changes and how much you have to adapt and just grow to the, the changing tides of the marketing system. So it's a, it's a fascinating thing. Did that, did that transition take a long time or was it kind of, you kind of saw the, the rumblings ahead of the schedule? Well, I think it took a couple of years actually where I saw, you know, that, uh, obviously you don't want to jump into, you know, the, the internet, um, right now is obviously where we're spending, you know, 70, 80% of our budget, um, on different programs, but, uh, in terms of digital, but back then it was the reverse of that. I think it, every year we increased it by about 20, 30% over about a five year period. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, uh, I know it's always fascinating to hear kind of how, especially a company at, at your size and how it grows and everything. And obviously we'll dive a bit deeper into that. So make sure to stay tuned because unfortunately we have to take a quick commercial break, but we will be back right after this with more Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. And if you missed our first segment, uh, I recommend you checking it out because we have the special honor of having Ron talk about his history today in marketing and starting his own marketing company and kind of giving his tips, successes, and all this stuff to our listeners. And I do want to encourage if you did miss that first segment or you just want to share it with a friend or do anything which really helps grow like a pro, you can check out our podcast on all podcast services around the world or you can check us out on 610 WTVN every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you happen to be finding us on our podcast services. But without further ado, I want to jump back into the story because Ron's been doing this for a very long time and has had found great success. But I also always like to kind of dive back to the beginning and start fresh and say, where did this whole marketing side of things start? Have you always kind of been into the the marketing? Is that always... I mean, I know you've obviously done a bit of sales and became the basement doctor and stuff, but what was the plan at the start? Well, you know, I came from the rock and roll business, actually, before I got involved with uh, basement waterproofing. Uh, you know, I was uh, managing some bands and produced some records and produced a number of concerts in uh, central Ohio and even... In- I guess that's that's marketing in a way, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh, I got married and that changed things because, you know, my wife said, she wanted to have a family. She didn't like the lifestyle. And uh, so I basically started selling basement waterproofing and was good at it. And then... Uh, how did that happen? Like, how did how did you switch from music to basement waterproofing? Well, I just needed to make some money. And I happened to be in a phone booth 
back then you had phone booths and uh <laughs> what's that i've never heard of it Not <laughs> <laughs> i know you way before your time man <laughs> yeah really <laughs> and uh i um i looked down and there was a a, co- a one ads from the columbus dispatch had been folded up and there was a circle around an ad it said basement waterproofing and i sales and uh, I thought maybe it was a sign. So I called and set up an interview. And as they say, the rest is history. I, I started uh, working there and uh, I uh, I started making quite a bit of money and got to the point over a couple of years where I was making six figures. And back then in the um, you know mid 80s, that, that was a lot of money. And uh, uh, well, it still is, but uh, they... Uh, Anyway, um, I decided I met uh, a gentleman named Tom Johnston who had a small home improvement company that he wanted to grow. And I was able to get some equity in the company and it became the basement doctor. And now I'm the sole owner. So um, it took, you know, 25 or 30 years of building it. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we be- I was good at marketing and sales. He was good at getting the jobs installed and it was a great partnership uh, until he was ready to retire. And uh, so that that's how that happened. But all along uh, I handled all the marketing and we tried a lot of different things. And once we became the basement doctor, which was probably about eight years into the mission uh, in the early nineties, that's when things started. We had something to, to brand and, uh, Branding is really important. And then when I became the face of the brand, it really took off. Yeah. So walk, walk me through that a little bit, because obviously, so the company started as, well, like J&D Home Improvement was the name. And the, what, like, what, what's the, what's the meaning behind the basement doctor? I mean, I, mean it's, I know it's a little self-explanatory, but how did that change happen? Was that kind of a quick thing or was that, was there a lot of debate in the company or, or what, well, what was the process of coming name. up? We, we went from J&D home improvement to J&D Hydrotech, which meant nothing to anybody. We thought it was good, but really wasn't. And then uh, became J&D Basement Systems because we were part of a, of a network of companies. And again, we found out that didn't really work because anybody could become Adams Basement Systems. <laughs> yeah, marketing right. the name Basement Systems was not a good idea. And I was just driving down the highway and Looked over, I was on my way to a trade show in Pennsylvania, and there was a big billboard that said the house doctor. And I thought, wow, that's a great name. Tells you something about certainly immediately. And so I said, well, maybe, you know, what am I, the basement doctor? So I realized that, uh, went back, checked on it. There was nobody using it in uh, our area. And uh, ultimately, we ended up with the national trademark, which we had a fight with a company on the East Coast for it, but they really weren't using it the right way. And so bottom line was we ended up with it and now have it as, as our national trademark. And, you know, when you have your hang, your, you know, uh, a trademark that you can really uh, brand. And I, you know, started wearing a hat and people like that. And, you know, they trusted me and uh, started doing ads, basically standing outside of a pickup truck saying, Hey, if you need, if you got a nasty basement, uh, I've got modern, easy, affordable solutions, which we did. And that became pretty much a commercial. And then we started using customers in, uh, in our commercials, which 
real customers, not actors or, or paid people, just people talking about how we did and ran across a school teacher in uh, the Pickerington area that a lot of people knew. And she was fantastic. People to this day think she was paid, but she wasn't Trish Wetzel. She just was fantastic on camera. <laughs> and uh, she did a commercial that we used for years and years and years, and it produced amazing results because it was really her talking about how she walked down after we finished her job and just went wild and because well, that's how good our work was. Yeah. You know, I think that's what I've, you know, respected most about you and obviously the company too is, I mean, a lot of people can talk a good game, but you guys really do walk that good game where you really do put, you know, the customers first and getting out there and being involved in the community and doing stuff because you've also, I mean, obviously you guys do great work in the basement and with all the other services you provide, but you're also huge in the community. And I think that's like such a big part of growing a brand too. And kind of what, what was what what was the start of getting more involved in the community and letting Columbus know that you're more than just another company? Well, I think it started really from day one of this company. You know, my partner Tom Johnston was active in the Pataskala community, a member of this, you know, deacon of this church, and started out, I think, like when we really had virtually no money in the Parks Department Patasco asked if we could participate in building a uh, shelter, and I think we cost a couple hundred bucks, and we said, okay, we'll do it, and that was the beginning, and um, over the years, we both just believed in it. We believed that uh, you had to give back, and uh, so more and more as we got bigger and fortunately more profitable, we just said, you know, we're going to give at least 10% of our profits to the community. And, uh, you know, we kind of zeroed in on certain parts of the community, whether it was uh, uh, dog rescue or, um, you know, we wanted to advocate for for certain uh, segments that couldn't advocate for themselves. People always say, why, why are you so involved with dog rescue? Well, they can't advocate for themselves. So somebody right. has to. And, you know, I got involved with uh, programs around the country for uh, drug rescues and, and still am. But also I have a special needs daughter, which you know. And so we got involved with Special Olympics and we got involved with uh, other, you know, ways of raising money for for communities that really needed it. Cancer support, uh, which now a lot of people are involved with and uh you know, we honor flight and, you know, we're proud of, you know, we've, we've been involved with a lot of uh, different uh, programs and literally have helped because of the brand is so we- well recognized. We've literally helped raise millions of dollars every year to uh, to help people. And we're going to continue. It's part of my legacy, my family. You know, we now have the uh, Ron and Terry Greenbaum Family Foundation so it's evolved, and uh, it'll always be part of uh, of what we do because I think it's just important to to we, we've been you know we're closing in on Thanksgiving tomorrow, and uh, you know a lot of people are talking about what uh, what they're thankful for. I mean, I look at it every day. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving, or it could even you know be in the middle of COVID. You know, every I'm just thankful every morning when I wake up and. Uh, I've been successful and helped a lot of people. Uh, I, I, you know, when I hear stories about my uh, the workers at my companies sending their kids to college and uh, 
buying houses and, you know, being helping and also working in the community. That makes me feel good. I think that's what, uh, I think it's just really important. Yeah. And you know, it's, I think it's, it's also great too, is like I said, you're, you're obviously the face of the brand and doing all that stuff, but you're not afraid to get your hands dirty. I mean, you were making that, what, a hundred apple pies a couple of days ago for, yeah, for people. I mean, <laughs> a bunch of apple pies. I, I love up the apples uh, along with, uh, so Jasmine, my great, uh, uh, leader of our uh, call center and my uh, executive assistant, Rachel Smith, she really kind of uh, took this whole program over for uh, the uh, foundation. And uh, we gave them to the Salvation Army in uh, Newark. And uh, it was, she did an amazing job uh, of getting, putting that whole program together. So uh, Again, I'm. I think right now, especially people really need to be fed, and uh, you know, I think that uh, we can help do that. You know, as, as you know, Adam, we're growing uh, organic vegetables and have given some of those away. We're part of a program called Together We Grow in Licking County, and uh, next year, this we just started that at the end of this year. Next year, we're going to be all in, and we have an, a lot of land that we own and. We'll be planning quite a bit and, uh, you know, it's all good. Yeah, it is. It is all good. And it's great because obviously, you know, especially when you're such a community brand and someone who really wants to be involved, it's it's like you can be a great company, but you want to be a part of the community because that just it's such a difference. It's just like it's, you know, two edges of the same sword. You want to have a great service and a great business, but you also want to give back and continue that. So I just applaud you and the entire team for it. And I know you'll continue to do great stuff. and. Uh, Obviously, we want to talk a bit more about the marketing, but we do have to jump to a short break. So make sure to stay tuned and we'll be right back on 610 WTVN with more Grow Like a Pro. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And you guys are in for a treat today because we have Ron as the focus today, not just the pretty face today, but talking about his journey, his successes and everything that he's kind of discovered in his you know long road of becoming the basement doctor and so much more. And you know, in the past few segments, Ron, we've talked about how you've really made the basement doctor a brand and how you've given back to the community. And that's all part of the the same big puzzle of making a successful brand and company. But I think another big part of your success is that iconic theme song, because I feel like everybody knows that song and is and always sings it to you when I see you out in the wild and stuff. And where did, where did that whole the, whole the theme song start or jingle? Well, that's a great question. Again, I was in the music business. I had a partner named Dan Green that owns Amerisound Studios who's a big jingle house here in Columbus. Uh, you have to, I'd say more than 50% of the jingles that were produced in this uh, market he's involved with. So I went to Dan and I said, Dan, I think I need a jingle for the basement doctor. And we started, you know, we basically brainstormed and, uh, you know, I always remember, you know, an old song, you know, doctor, doctor, and that kind of went through my head. And I said, you know, can you do something? And obviously we don't want to steal, you know, music. And there's a uh, formula that, you know, if there's no more than eight notes or whatever. So we kind of had that as the basics, but then uh, he's, again, he's a great jingle writer. And he said, uh, he came up with the lyrics. Uh, 
you know, I'd say 80% of them. And then I fine tuned them and we, we, he called up a couple people, studio musicians and uh, uh, a singer. And we literally started working on it immediately that day and knocked it. The jingle was done in like two days. And then it was so catchy that uh, people, people still to this day, I, I was at a wedding and uh, a woman came up to me whose husband is one of the most successful uh, people in the whole city of Columbus. And uh, I had met this family a couple times. Anyway, they were sitting at the next table and the woman kind of leaned over and said, I hate you. And I said, oh, <laughs> you know, what basement? What's going on here? She said, no, ever since you walked in the door, I cannot get your jingle out of my mind. It was kind of you know, a joke, but uh, I hear that all the time. And it's great when you, you're in a parade, you know, we do a lot of July 4th parades and people start singing the jingle and, you know, it was the foundation. I think it was the building block foundation that really uh, separated us. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was about to, I was going to bring up the 4th of July thing. Cause <laughs> I will never forget just like going through that parade and just, I, I think the best part too is the variations on the song. Cause sometimes they're like, they don't say the right words, but they know it. <laughs> they know the the things and the, the feeling of it, but it's uh it's funny to hear different people's renditions of it, but it's definitely, I think the most iconic. I've talked to a lot of people who, you know, sometimes they're like, Oh, basement doctor. And I start singing the song and they're like, Oh my God, of course. <laughs> I think it's, it's a very important thing. And it's, it's cool that it came together so quickly. I think. Yeah. And, you know, what's great about it is, you know, it's uh, we have a seven second version. We have, a, you know, 15, we have a 30, we have a 45, we have a six. You can kind of pull it apart and it's uh, depending on what uh, how long you want it to be. And it doesn't really matter if you only use, you know, basement doctor, I've got the blues that you can just use that. And it's, and then because uh, we've run it so much and it's so catchy, people will think they hear the rest of it, even though they don't throughout the rest of the uh, commercial. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, I know it is, it is catchy. Have you ever, have you ever thought about updating it or doing any different things or we is, have is it always updated just like, yeah. it actually we we had a woman sing it and uh ran it on the east coast we had an office on the east coast and uh it went it worked but you know you can't uh, mess with something you know i know of companies that have run the same commercial for 10 years and it works you know you don't yeah. if it's if it's not broken it's let's not fix it i mean we ran it for basement finishing we changed a couple of the lyrics but at the end of the day, anytime people hear me, they just think about whatever it is, a basement. That's yeah, what's great about uh, the basement doctor name. As soon as somebody says the word basement, I pop into their mind. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, that's another thing you talk about a lot is how, you know, the a brand is all about like a feeling you have. Like it's, it's so much more than just a name or just a word. It's when you say that name or you see, yeah, you say a basement and you see your face or you see that you hear the jingle. That's, that's what is a successful brand is all about is getting more than just, like I said, a word. It's a feeling. And I think that's what emotion. you've done so well. It's so, an emotion. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. All right. So we talked about all that, but I want to get into the nitty gritty of Greenbaum Styers. So take me to, let's say, I don't know, a year or so before you started Greenbaum Styers. And what what kind of prompted the idea of spinning off your own marketing company? Because obviously, you know, you've done marketing for The Basement Doctor. You have a bunch of other companies like Nash Distribution and a lot of other stuff that you've been doing marketing for. But what what was the kind of the the reasoning behind saying, you know what? 
it's time to start something new. Well, it's a person, you know, it's called Greenbaum Steyers for a reason. Mike Steyers is brilliant. Mike, he's my partner. He's the president of the company. And, um, uh, you know, at one point I had two marketing directors. I had the digital director, which was Mike and the other, um, normal marketing director that took care of the call center and books, uh, TV and radio ads, uh, things like that. But, Mike showed, you know, he came in to kind of work with us on trade shows. Interesting how we met Mike Steyers was uh, we we were at an employment uh, event. Uh, Steve uh, Stuyvesant had a, uh, I think uh, it was in Pickerington, and we were closing up the booth, and all of a sudden this gentleman walked in. I wasn't there, but I heard the story many times. The last person of the day said, hey, you know, I'm uh, I live across the street from uh, your office there on Livingston and uh, I'm moving back from Chicago. I'm originally from Reynoldsburg and, uh, you know, in marketing. And uh, we needed somebody to help us with trade shows and some other things. So he filled out an application and uh, my marketing director at the time called me. He said she said, you got to meet this guy. And I said, okay. And I said, do you like him? You know, hire him. He said, no, no, you need to meet him. And uh, so I met him and we had a fantastic uh, interview together. And then I said to her, well, that's great. Let's check some references. And not one, but I think three different individuals said to her, no matter how much money he wants, hire him because he'll be underpaid for how hard he and how, what he does. And I'm thinking, wow. She said, I heard that from everybody independently. I said, well, are they relatives? And so he started out and I was never happy with our website. We had another gentleman handling that at the time. And all I kept hearing was excuses and about why it wasn't performing at the level I felt it should. And, um, I asked him to look at it and he said, he gave me a whole list of why it wasn't working. And I said, well, what do you want to, I said, can you fix this? And he said, yeah, I can fix it. So I gave him the, the, he said, we got to redo it all. And I, at the time I was working with a company out of St. Louis and I went to the guy that, um, you know, my, uh, web, uh, person at the time. And I said, Hey, you know, this is what we need to do. And he started giving me a bunch of lip about it. And I ended up having the other Mike Steyers become his boss, basically. <laughs> and that didn't last too long, uh, which I didn't think it would. And uh, he, uh, because he was underperforming, uh, and Mike took over and, and just, we doubled our business. I mean, we literally doubled our business based on leads coming in through the web. And these leads cost virtually nothing at that time. Uh, And he knew his way around uh, digital marketing way before most people. And over the years, I've had people, especially early on, come in the door and say, oh, your website isn't doing this and doing that. But no proof, nothing. It was all just trying to get in the door. And they walked out with their tails between their legs because Mike is just brilliant about it. And he's, you know, he shot them down in flames. And so I knew at that point that uh, I had the right uh, person working. And 
is a super nice guy too. And everybody likes him and everybody started and the whole department started performing. So I really kept, I had two marketing directors, one digital and one regular for probably about four years. And then when Pat retired, uh, Mike got it and became in charge. We added some, uh, graphic designers. We started adding people just for the basement doctrine. As you said, my distribution company, we started an online company. And then uh, just so many people, again, started uh, asking me basically for help. And especially in the, uh, uh, you know, the customers we sold around the country uh, for our wholesale and uh, manufacturing products, we started you know, we had thousands of customers there and a lot of that was built in clientele. And we started, uh, helping some of them before, uh, Genesis and before Greenbaum Steyer. So I went on a trip to the Galapagos Islands and I was walking around and I, that was a trip with a lot of other companies from Columbus. And people kept asking me the same questions. Who does your marketing? Who does your marketing? And, uh, Finally, when I came back, I said, Mike, guess what? We're starting a, a company and it's called Genesis. And uh, because it's, I got really inspired by the Galapagos. And, you know, here, then a couple of years later, just recently, we changed the name to Greenbaum Styers. Very good. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it's cool. It was built around a person that you respected and you were able to get involved and really kind of elevate that and just take it to the next level. So I think that's a, that's a great thing. And I, you know, unfortunately we do have to jump to a short commercial break before a final segment, but I appreciate you sharing that story and make sure to stay tuned because we'll be right back with more Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And unfortunately, we're once again at my least favorite segment of the show, which is our last segment, meaning soon I will have to let Ron go and stop this wealth of knowledge that he's sharing with us. But before we go, um, Ron, I want to talk about how was COVID impacted, you know, the whole Greenbaum Styers group and what are you guys kind of doing to you know, manage these troubled times? And also, what can people look forward to out of Greenbaum Styers? Well, those are great questions, Adam. You know, first of all, marketing, we're fortunate that uh, technology allows people to work at home. You know, you're, you and I are, you know, four miles apart right now or something like that. And, like uh, that. <laughs> it sounds like we're in the same room, but um Anyway, so, you know, we just made sure we had the right type of software and technology uh, to be able to tell everybody, hey, start working on it. You know, we had some people over the years, we, we've been flexible because marketing, you know, we, we have people that are real talented that uh, maybe have children they needed to be with or for one reason or another couldn't come in the office every day. And, you know, so it's, I'd say about 50% of the people were not working, you know, five days a week out of the office. And marketing, you can do at night, you can do in the middle of the night, as long as you get it done. And, uh, you know, we have a, a group of talented people in, in terms of web development. Uh, we have an animator. We have five people in our video um, department that uh, shoot uh, commercials and do uh, training videos, things like that. 
We have uh, very talented people in our reputation management uh, department. And, uh, you know, we do. So, you know, they're able to communicate and uh, really have not missed a beat. In some cases, maybe you're getting more work done. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think especially with the changing of businesses and how they manage things, I think having, you know, a good strategic marketing group is probably more valuable than ever because it's, it's, it's hard to kind of know how to, you know, walk through this craziness we're going in. So I'm sure you guys have probably learned a lot and have probably helped a lot of people. We are. And you know, that the whole company is so talented. People say, well, how did you grow so quick? Well, we just, people referred other people. We, we relocated people from Cleveland and Chicago and Dayton and uh, Alaska even. And uh, they all, you know, wanted to live in Columbus for one reason or another. And uh, it's, you know, I believe it's a great place to live. And they came here and they're all, you know, mostly, I'd say all young people. And then we, we were real fortunate now. We have uh, a creative director uh, that uh, came from uh, a big uh, video production studio here in Columbus. And uh, we had a producer come, a TV producer come in from uh, the Dayton market and worked there. So there's just so much talent that they're able to, and for my own companies, you know, we, we had to pivot a lot with new services, disinfection, cleaning, things like that. And uh, we weren't totally ready for that. And we got, you know, we were able to get that marketing done in a heartbeat and we're able to do that. Uh, again, the, the turnaround time uh, is amazing for this company. And uh, but again, the talent uh, available to help people grow at this particular time, you know, I've heard from uh, a lot of my friends in the uh, in the industry that uh, they're having a hard time getting things accomplished. Well, you know, we pride ourselves in you know doing things. Uh, you know, we did a website for a nonprofit that uh, we thought was going to take ninety days. I think they turned it around in thirty or forty days. And wow. You know, so again, we, we challenge our people, but they, they do a fantastic, they're, they're just so talented. Yeah, that's, that's great. You have a great team and that's what it's all about. And I think it's super great. And obviously, you know, COVID's not going to last forever and we'll get back to hopefully <laughs> a new normal, as I like to call it. But where do you kind of see the future of Greenbaum Styers? Like what, what, where do you kind of want to see this company in maybe five years or so? Well, you know, the way I, I think that, uh, Again, it takes a while to grow, you know, a reputation. And uh, I just want whatever, I just want, again, what I want for all my companies to be the most trusted brand. So I, I want it to be the most trusted brand in uh, in marketing, uh, regardless of how big. Our, our goal is always to be as big as, you know, we can get in terms of the amount of people we have and, and how we go about doing it. But, you know, our, the the basement doctor, for instance, eighty percent of their business is now pretty much some type of word of mouth. We just got to make sure they know where to find us. But uh, I'd say the same thing is happening now with uh, Greenbaum Styers. You know, we uh, COVID has created a situation where we do have some ability to do more work because some companies are shut down. But uh, you know, we work for manufacturers and distributors, and we work for uh, you know, realtor, we, there's a lot of different things. We do a lot of nonprofit work. Um, 
and uh, I think we're reasonably priced, and uh, you can, uh, you know, we give uh, free evaluations, and we're really good at looking at people's websites and find, and we have a data mining engineer on staff that can uh, look at where money is being spent. And the thing about marketing is if you can figure out how not to waste your money, your everything you you save in marketing goes to your bottom line, and that's what... Uh, we always stress is we want to save you money. That's great, Ron. Well, thank you so much for sharing the story of this. And we look forward to hopefully having another episode like this where we can talk more about your lessons and stuff you've learned in your you past. But... Perfect. Yeah, I was about to ask, what's the best way for people to reach out and kind of hopefully get you to help them? So yeah, greenbombstires.com is the place to go. And obviously you can catch Ron here every week alongside me with new episodes of Grow Like a Pro. So make sure to stay tuned. But Ron, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I truly appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody. Definitely. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you all. And we look forward to coming back next week with a new Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. And until then, have a great week and happy Thanksgiving.